I had prepared a message that I'm, I'm really excited about jumping into. It's going to be somewhat of a series. As of right now, it's just a two-parter. And, uh, and um, it's called The Plan. It's called The Plan. And it's funny, it was kind of stewing uh, a while ago. And I realized why. I understand why, that there's just a plan that's needed. And so I'm excited to share this. Um, I think I think it's going to excite some people, make some people nervous. Um, hopefully, it's going to draw some people out of uh, maybe some stale places. Um, but for today, for today, I, I know that before you can move forward in a plan, before you can really uh, begin to move in what God has called you to, sometimes you have to uh, step out of a place where you've been. Um, sometimes you have to, uh, I've, I've heard the word deconstruction quite a bit lately and some things I've been reading and it's just been in front of me. And so you'll hear me use it. Um, but sometimes we have to deconstruct, right? Uh, whether it's things that we've learned um, or maybe, uh, you know, some habits, you know, that we've created in our lives. Uh, we have to deconstruct, we have to tear down some of those things. Last week, you know, I spoke to you, and I know I spoke from the heart of God about us listening to the lies, you know, in our lives. And we will take and we will construct a whole life around some of those lies, you know. And I said, man, we have to stop listening to those lies. And once we start once we uh, begin to deny, you know, that, that lie, a space in our life, well, then we have to deconstruct the things that we've built up, right? And one of the things that it came to my knowledge that we build up in our lives and we don't even realize uh, are idols. Um, I I have to admit I was not ready to, I was not ready or wanting to really preach this or talk about this. But man, God just would not let me move away from it. I was in the book of Ezekiel, and God just really began to speak to me about some things. You know, Ezekiel's a prophet, and he went to go. Uh, he went to go speak to Israel and and to kind of tell them, you know, you're just you're messing up. You know what I mean? And you need to turn away. And and I was reading it in the message, and I mean, it just got very real. It got very real. And I would even go so far as to say that uh, God began to speak to me right in my situation. And I was like, man, God, this is really, you're really stepping in the yard here. Like you were hitting home with this. And it was odd because, you know, we all, we all think, right, that 
when you read the Bible, you're not going to hear it say something specifically to you about your situation right there in that moment. And when it does, you're like, you know, like <laughs> it's instantly not holy. It's kind of creepy. Like, okay, now wait a second. <laughs> and so as I was reading this, I mean, I'm serious, you know, hey, be my guest, Ezekiel 13. I'm going to be reading out of 14 today, 15. Like, if you go right in there, I'm telling you now, go check it out. It's in the message. Uh, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Pastor Dwayne was getting an earful here. Uh, but I want to talk to you about idols because here's the deal. We in the church, we create idols. Uh, in our families, we create idols. In our social lives, we create idols. And, and these idols that we, that we allow to kind of become, take a, a, a number one place in our life, these idols take the place of God. And we don't realize it. We really don't realize it tell you a quick little story very very simple um and to this day I struggle with this and I don't even know why I, I really don't know why um vehicles like a long time ago I I don't know I had this struggle with vehicles and I have had a struggle with vehicles for the longest time and can I tell you it ain't like I'm rolling in some really nice vehicle. <laughs> like, God blessed me with that vehicle, no doubt, that I have now. But I have never been able to bring myself to, like, buy a vehicle that I thought was too much, if that, if that makes any sense. This is my thing, please. Understand that this is my thing. Um, I've had opportunities to do it. It probably wouldn't have been wisdom for me, right? But I've had opportunities to do it. And I didn't do it, and it was either I didn't think it was wisdom, or, you know, when I say it wasn't wisdom, that meant I don't have money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just to keep it real. Um, <laughs> and, and, but, you know, as I continued on through life, when I knew I could make it work, I just kind of had to sit down with God and he kind of revealed something to me. And it was, it was basically this, Dwayne, be careful because that for you could become an idol. And I'll, I'll say it this way, you know, some of us are born into families, we have genes and we're susceptible to things. You know what I mean? Like some of us are just susceptible to certain things and it's like, I know I have to stay a thousand miles from that because if I touch it with my fingertip, it's going all bad. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so, you know, you just, you know that that's something that you have to stay away from. And I don't know where that comes from for me, but I, I really think that that would be a thing. And, and God began to show me how much of a thing it would be when I purchased, I bought a, a Honda Civic. And I was like, I'm not going to go all out. I'm just going to buy a Honda Civic, Lord. You know what I mean? Keep it small. Keep it simple. And then I'm just going to kind of, you know, make it my own, you know. 
So I started the process of making it my own. You know, my wife, she went on ahead and paid to get my windows tinted and got me a little sound system in there. And I'm like, hey, you know, like this is it. You know what I'm saying? Finally, you know what I mean? And I had this young this young guy that I was mentoring, and he had went out and got him the SI, the super sport, you know, whatever it is. You know, he pulls up like, look at my Honda Civic. And I'm like, you little punk, you know, like, you just had to go and one-up me, you know. But that's, that's, you know, he's a great guy or whatever, and he was like, he was one of those people that was like, if he seen me talking about it, he's like, that's what I need to get. So he would go get it, but he would always get the one better because he was, a, you know, a young person that had no bills or responsibilities. <laughs> Um, but nonetheless, I continued to kind of spruce up my car. You know, I got a, a kit, you know what I mean, to go around the bottom of it, just make it look all nice and sporty. You know, I didn't buy new rims. I spray painted mine, you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't, it was, well, to calm down, it wasn't spray paint because that's a whole nother look. It was, it was something else. It was a coating that you put over it that gave it. And so my, my car was looking nice, man. I pulled it into the parking lot, took a couple pictures. You know, I drove it to Columbus an hour just to show my cousin, like, look at the whip, bro. Look at the whip. And I was excited. And uh, it wasn't long after that that I hit an animal. And I was like, I mean, literally, literally, I got this kit put on my car you know, first I hit the animal, so it cracked the, the, the bumper, you know, the, the piece of the kit that was on there, it cracked it. And I was like, all right, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? You can barely see that. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Go take it to the car wash. Boom, boom, boom. You know? I wouldn't let my kids eat in it. You know what I mean? Nobody gets in my car, eats in my car, don't drink in my car, not my wife. And two times I let them do it. Two times. My wife was like, I'm going to take them to McDonald's. Can they just eat their french fries and their cheeseburger. That's it. That's it. And I was like, okay. She got home. She was like, honey. It was, it was, yeah, it was nuggets. She's like, honey, there might be a little barbecue sauce on the seat. And I was like, oh. So now I got a little nick in the bumper, a little crack, and I've got sauce on my back seat. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. Not a problem. I was like, honey, no more food in the car. She was like, well, honey, I drive in your car sometimes, and I need my tea. And I was like, okay, okay. We're going to let you have your tea, your Diet Coke. Anybody want to guess what happened? Yep. I forget which one it was. It was either the tea or the Diet Coke, but I, for, I, I for the rest of the time, had sticky residue on my dashboard and in my cup holder or whatever. But... It was cool. <laughs> this is what she says. She's in control of the kids. Why is it always my fault? Uh, they were with you? I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to stay focused. This is not comedy hour, people. Stay focused. This is serious. Um, so, I can, you know, things continue, and I pull in in Taco Bell one day, and we're all, you know, I got the music bumping, I'm like feeling good about it, and I pull in the Taco Bell, and I just, I had not had an issue yet. I was very careful, but I've pulled forward too far. You know what I'm talking about. I pulled too far, and it was like, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Nobody's ever going to see what happened underneath that. 
But what I knew was, is once I pulled over it, I had to pull off of it. <laughs> well, when I hit the animal and the little crack that I thought was just a little crack, which it probably maybe was, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking maybe there was a bolt loose because when I pulled off of that thing, yeah, I pulled off of that thing and the whole bumper was just kind of hanging there. I got under there, shifted it, Jimmy rigged it a little bit, and we got on our way. It was during this time that I came to realize that I can't have, like, a vehicle is just, it's a thing to me. And I didn't realize how much of a thing it was. I asked my wife, I did not raise this vehicle, the Civic, I didn't like, it wasn't like, oh, you know what I mean? I, I was just trying to take care of it. But I realized that somewhere between taking care of it and, and idolizing it, you know, it, I was going to cross that line if, if it were something else. You know what I mean? If it was an Audi, you know what I'm saying, or a BMW, like I was going to, it was going to become something more. And so I just kind of gave up. You know, I had a dream in my heart, like, Lord, one day. But he just kept, he would, he would keep bringing me back. And I'm so grateful. I'm serious. Like, I'm so grateful that God will remind me. And this is part of my message, so please pay attention. He would remind me, Dwayne, Dwayne, mm-mm, remember, that's not good for you. Right? Because I would come out, you know, this is another car because I got rid of that car. I got rid of it. You know why I got rid of it? It wasn't because it didn't work good. I just was like... I need to detach myself from this because it's a problem. I'm, I get irritated now when I walk out because I know my bumper is barely hanging on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to take care of this thing. But I had another car, and, and I came out, and there was like a scratch down the side of it. And I was like, and this car was not that big of a deal. It was, it was a BMW, praise God, but it was 98. It was a 98, and it wasn't that special. But there was a scratch down the side of it, and I was like, hmm, okay, thank you, Jesus. Be, you understand? Like, did you see what was communicated there? Imagine, Dwayne, if this was something nicer. You'd be having a fit. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you know. We got a two-car garage, and I was like, maybe I could put it in the garage. And then all the stuff, that was, that was an immediate no, because we had so much stuff. So I was like, okay. All right, all right, no problem. And I know that a vehicle for me could turn into an idol. What am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you is, is that sometimes we, we have idols. We have things that could be, you know, introduced as idols in our lives. And we ignore. We ignore how much of a role that they play in our lives. Or, or we pass it off because here. How about this? I looked up the definition of idol, and there's a few, you know, they give you the one, two, three, A, B, C, or whatever. So I'm gonna read off a couple of these. Idol, an object of extreme devotion. An idol is an object of extreme devotion. A representation or symbol of an object of worship. So, we all know in the Bible, they would worship something, and then they would create a thing so that it was physically in front of them. 
right? So now, you know, if I worship a pig, I'm going to get a pig, clean it up really good, and let it tote around my house because now I have a physical thing, you know, or maybe I, maybe I worship the clouds. So then I build a sculpture or make a picture of a cloud that I can hang in my, in my room. <clears throat> a representation or a symbol of an object, object of worship. How about this? A likeness of something. A likeness of something is an idol. A pretender or an imposter. It's gotten a little parentheses. An idol can be a pretender or an imposter of what? Of the thing that you really want. Of the thing that you really desire. Oh, man, this is getting good. I ain't even started. A likeness of something. How about this? An idol can be a false conception. The lie. Remember the lie we talked about? A false conception. The lie in itself can be an idol. What? God wants me to have a, the word says, an abundant life. I'm supposed to be rich and famous. There's the lie. And then we idolize it. I'm supposed to be rich and famous. I'm supposed to be rich and famous. Hey, do you know who I am? Because I'm supposed to be rich and famous. I'm going to do everything that would require me to be rich and famous because I'm supposed to be rich and famous. In the meantime, we leave everything that's really, truly important behind us to chase what? Rich and fame. Because that's the thing we've raised up in front of us. <clears throat> A form or appearance visible but without substance. These are secular, man-made definitions. A form or appearance visual or visible but without substance. Our idols have no substance. Last week I said, you know, the lie is you need this, you need this, you got to have this. And then we get it and we're like, I feel empty. <laughs> I feel unsatisfied. Why? Because there's no substance there. There's no substance. Any person, uh-oh, this is the last one. Save the best for last. Any person or thing regarded with blind admiration, adoration, or devotion. It's an idol. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Tom, the, the looks, the looks I'm getting right now. We're going to be out of here quick because I don't want to get flogged. Uh, idols. What, what is an idol in your life? Could there be an idol in your life that you don't even realize you've made into an idol? Watch this. Maybe God gives us something. 
here you go, I love you, I want you to have this, you know, this is going to bring joy in your heart, and that's what I want to do, so here is a gift. Here is a gift. Here goes multiple gifts. I'm going to give you the gift of singing. And we make it an American Idol. <laughs> that was the easy one. I had to take it. I had to take it. Right? I'm going to give you a child. A child, Pastor Dwayne. A child cannot be an idol. Um, here's a car. Well, I need transportation, but then it becomes an idol. An idol can be anything. How about this? Any baseball fans in here? So you know that that pair of socks <laughs> I love John. He said it's only crazy if it doesn't work. <laughs> That's a diehard for you right there. <laughs> I knew there was one out there, though. I knew it. I knew one would be like, whoa, boss, slow down, okay? Because I haven't lost yet. <laughs> Listen. Idols in our lives, they can be anywhere and they can be anything. And sometimes it can be something that we need, something that God wants us to have. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it could just come out of nowhere. You've pulled it in, right? You've created it yourself, but sometimes it's put there and then we raise it up. We put it on a pedestal. Men, listen. My wife told me there was a time in our life, and I, I, I believe that. I understand that. And, and please know that it goes both ways. It really does. And she could tell you, um, you know, she set me on a pedestal. You know, I, I, you know, I couldn't do no wrong. Like, I had the best of situations, gentlemen. <laughs> you know, it was like if I said it, then it was. You know what I mean? I was like, let's go. And then somewhere along the line, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I pulled the curtain back and she realized I wasn't. No. <laughs> um, but seriously, though, she realized, you know, and it stinks because watch this. Watch this. Sometimes we create idols and just hear me here. I'm going to read scripture here in just a second. And all of this is just hopefully going to just come flooding in. But what happens when we put a person on a pedestal before God or above God? Let's think about this. I, I would like some crowd participation here. I'm looking for one answer. I'm going to be honest. That's true. That's true. That's not the answer I'm looking for. If we put, no, it's okay. And I, that's why I told you in advance, I'm looking for a specific answer. But Every answer I'm sure we're going to hear right now is going to be spot on. So I believe that any answer you give is going to be good, right? And, and we're all going to need to hear it. But there's one that I'm seeking for, okay? If we take and put a person on a pedestal before God, 
what happens? Good answer, not the one. Keep going. Anybody else? Come on. There you go, Tom. God is a jealous God, and what will happen, Tom? Who said it? Somebody said it. He'll take them away. God will not, will not. He's very clear about that. In his word, he said he will not have any gods before him. He will not. So if you put a person on a pedestal, then that person must be knocked down. That's most unfortunate for that person if he did not or she did not put themselves there. Because they will be knocked down and they will be wondering, what did I do? And little did they know it had nothing to do with them and everything with the person or persons who put them on a pedestal. That's just, that's a side note. Something to think about. Rather it be whoever, right? That was literally freebie. That wasn't even in my notes. Now I'm going to read the word of God to you. So I'm going to sit down. I want you to buckle in. And if you would like to join me, I'm going to be in Ezekiel chapter 14. And we're going to read verses 1 through 11. All right. I should have it up behind me. Um, If I'm missing some. Actually, it might not be 1 through 11. It might be a little less than that. Um, So just follow along. If there's more needed, I will let you know. Ezekiel chapter 14, starting at verse 1. And I am in the message. I am in the message, okay? Some of the leaders of Israel approached me and sat down with me. Pause. Who is this? This is Ezekiel, the prophet, okay? So he is basically, on some levels, not quite the pastor, right? He's a little bit more than that, right? He's not just the guy, you know, he's not the guy in the church. He's actually, at this time, they weren't quite in that realm yet. So he is the guy who is living in the city, and he's the guy that people go to um, who are, looking for something, answers or whatever. Some of the leaders of Israel approached me and sat down with me. God's message came to me. Son of man, these people have installed idols in their hearts. They have embraced the wickedness that will ruin them. Pause. Could you imagine, could you imagine being someone of prominence, someone that people come to, listen to, seek advice from, and, and, and here they are, some of the leaders of your community, and they're like, talk to us. And God goes, they're all rotten scoundrels. <laughs> oh boy, this, is, this isn't going to go well at all, right? But let's just look, let's just look. Son of man, these people have installed idols in their hearts. They have embraced 
the wickedness that will ruin them. Why should I even bother with their prayers? They're praying to me. Why should I even listen to them? Therefore, tell them the message of God, the master. All in Israel who install idols in their hearts and embrace the wickedness that will ruin them and still have the gall to come to a prophet, be on notice. I, God, will step in and personally answer them as they come dragging along their mob of idols. I am ready to go to work on the hearts of the house of Israel, all of whom have left me for their idols. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, God the master says, repent. Turn your backs on your no God idols. No God idols. I like that. We were looking for no good idols, but it's all the same. It's all the same. Turn your backs on all your outrageous obscenities to every last person from the house of Israel, including any of the resident aliens who live in Israel. So even if, even if they weren't even a part of the town, if they were just coming through visiting, God was like, I mean business. Why is that? How about this? When we, I, I preached in the word a, a few weeks ago, and I said, we need to, we need to remove, that's going to be a tough one. We need to remove the very people who expect us to be doing something outside of what we're supposed to be doing. Now, don't hear that the way you want to hear that. Hear that the way it's meant to be said. There is a difference between keeping someone close because they are looking and searching for God. There is another thing to have someone who is like, come on, worship this idol with me. This is a good idol. And you're like, no, I'm not supposed to. It's okay. You can worship your God and this one. Right? Those people need a swift kick out the door. But the person who is like, so you're telling me I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to worship this? No, no, you're not supposed to worship that. But I'm just not really sure about your God. I understand, but this is, this is the way it is, right? You should lose the idol. But this is, you see what I'm saying? There's a conversation going on there. There is, there is someone trying to figure out life as opposed to, Meh, let's just keep going this way. That person has to go. That person has to go until God says otherwise. Until God begins, like, until the work that God is trying to do in them is taking hold. Again, another freebie. I, God, will step in personally. Well, stop, go down. Start back at repent. 
Turn your backs on your no God idols. Turn your backs on all your outrageous obscenities to every last person from the house of Israel, including any of the resident aliens who live in Israel. All who turn their backs on me and embrace idols who install the wickedness that will ruin them at the center of their life. Who have installed the wickedness that will ruin them at the center of their lives. And then have the gall to go to the prophet to ask me questions. I, God, will step in and give the answer myself. I'll oppose those people to their faces. Make an example of them, a warning lesson, and get rid of them so you will realize that I am God. He said that. He will get rid of them. So I, I've, ugh. I stopped, not even gonna, like, I stopped there. I did. Because I was just like, the rest of that just isn't, that's not really for them. But right now, I even, I even didn't give Miss Lana anymore, did I? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, jeez. Okay. No doubt, no doubt. I'm just like, I just want to make sure. <laughs> continues. It continues. Miss Lana, you can pull it up if you want to, but you don't have to. It is, it's the next verse. Uh, um, so if you went back in, it would be the next following verse. There it is. If a, if a prophet is deceived and tells these adulterers the lies they want to hear, I, God, get blamed for those lies. Pause. Now, for those of you that were here last week, you heard everything I said. I hadn't gotten to this yet. Okay? I had not gotten to this. And so I pull this up, and it's, it's saying... You know, it's talking about lies, right? Very clearly talking about lies. And it, just look at this again. It says, if a prophet is deceived and tells these adulterers the lies they want to hear, I, God, get blamed for those lies. And I stood right up here and I was like, so many of us believe these lies. And then when they don't come out or come the way we want them to come, we blame who? God. And God's like, I never said that. That was never me. This is a lie that you've heard and allowed to construct around your life. And now that it's falling apart, I get the blame. So it says, he won't get by with it. Who? The prophet who is deceived. 
and tells these adulterers the lies they want to hear. He won't get by with it. I'll grab him by the scruff of the neck and get him out of there. They'll be equally, they will, they will be equally guilty, the prophet and the one who goes to the prophet. So that the house of Israel, watch this, so that the house of Israel will never again wander off my path and make themselves filthy in their rebellions, but will rather be my people, just as I am their God. Two things happening here. One, I am saying to you that I have no plans, no plans on coming before you and withholding the truth. And the reason I'm saying that to you is because I want you to know that I'm going to say things that are going to frustrate you, make you uncomfortable, and you're probably not going to like. But I say to you this, if it's in the word of God, don't come at me. Why? Because I don't want to get thrown out. I don't want God grabbing me by the scruff of my neck and tossing me out because I didn't want to make you mad. It's not fair to me. Number two, don't put me on a pedestal. I have been trained and taught by a lot of different leaders and every one of them question the way I do things. But I do things the way I do things because I feel like the way I do things keeps me humble. Dwayne, why do you get up there and tell them your, your mishaps and mess ups? Well, didn't you tell me that I should be transparent? Yeah, but I didn't mean to go that far. You want them to have, you know, you want them to be able to follow you. And if they think you're just like them, then they might not be as apt to follow you. That sounds good, doesn't it? If you, if you go to leadership situations, that sounds good, especially in the secular world. You know, if you want them to follow, you need to be here. You can't be down here because then they won't follow you. Who they'll follow is the person that's here. Fair enough. Well, I guess they're not supposed to follow me then. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's scary. It's scary at times trying to lead people. One pastor said it this way. He said, uh, when you start ministry, he said, you will be amongst the people. Then you will be out. In, uh, what is it? You'll be behind the people, amongst the people, and then out in front of the people. And that makes sense. It does. You know? You want to come behind them and say, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then you get in the midst of them. You're like, let's go, charge on. And you get out in front of them and you're like, this way, you know, because you're a general. You're going. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's all wrong. But I just, it doesn't make me feel real good. I always like to be very clear that I'm following God. 
So if I look silly, if I look like I don't know what I'm doing, well, maybe that'll direct you toward God more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know about this Dwayne character. Lord, yep, there's the guy. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be set on a pedestal. That's, those are two things that I wanted to say from me. Okay? From me as as your pastor, that's that's what, yeah. But on the flip side of that, the main reason I read this to you, the main reason I brought this to you is because. I felt in my heart that as I read this, God wanted to say this to you and me very clearly. Be careful of your idols. Search your life for idols, because if you have them, if you have them, you are in direct violation of your relationship with God. In direct violation. He is a jealous God and he will not have any gods before him. No idols, no anything. And I, I hate to see people's lives wrecked and then they blame God. I don't, so much, I don't so much have a problem with people blaming people because a lot of times it's people's fault. But I really have a problem with people blaming God. I really do. I am offended at times when people blame God for things. I just want to be like, tell me how that works. Tell me why. Well, I mean, you guys seen it. I did it last week. I was like, I don't know. This is okay. Guys. It is very clear what it says in this word about these idols. And if you go into Ezekiel and you really want to dig in, please go dig in. I'm telling you, he goes in. And it is, it is, it is very clear. I mean, at least it was to me. Like, I was like, he was just all up in the business. And I was like, okay, Jesus. Let's go. I mean, it continues, and I'm not going to read it, but it goes on to talk about, you know, false prophets and, and, and prophesying things that God never said. Man, can I just tell you that puts a lot of weight on my shoulders? Not from you, but from God, because I'm like, Lord, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be telling these people anything that is not true. And that's where I hear the words of Jesus. My burden is light. Why is it light? Because it's not meant for me to carry. All I have to do is be obedient. And as long as, as, long as whatever I'm saying here, like is from here, I'm in the clear. I'm good. So please... Please hear the voice of God. I could say, thus saith the Lord, O God Almighty. You know what I mean? Like, I could, I could talk Bible ease to you, but I need you to understand that what's happening right now is I'm, I'm prophesying to you. Let there be no mistake. 
Let there be no mistake. All that I've said to you is from God. And this isn't a whack my finger. This is, how did he say it? can't find it. There it is. This is a warning lesson. This is a warning lesson. God's warning lesson was, I will pose people to their faces and make an example of them. A warning lesson. And get rid of them. Call this the pre-warning lesson to the warning lesson. I don't want it any more than I want it for you. Recognize your idols. If you can't, ask God to show you. Some of you, I believe, already know. But you do not want to face that. Face it now. Toss it out. Rearrange it. Fix it. Or else it will be the ruin of you. Now I'm hoping that next week, I can start the fun stuff, right? Because I'm telling you, I, I just, that's a tough one for me. Anytime I'm given a word from God that I feel is going to be like, oh, that's tough. But I'm excited. I want you to know this. I'm excited about just what God is doing here. And if you didn't think he's doing something here, he is most definitely, without a doubt, working. When we see things happening in our lives that don't feel good, that feel a little friction, and we don't like that, don't, don't just always put that on the devil. Sometimes God is allowing some things to happen and to shift in our lives so that we can be, you know, in a better situation or a better place, right? It's like, it's like rubbing that dead skin off of your heel after you got the shot. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben, ben was like, oh, Dwayne, jeez. I just wanted to lighten the mood, okay? God never said I couldn't do that. <laughs> like, you going to give me a tough one? Okay, let me get my jokes ready. Ryan? <laughs> Seriously, though, I want you to know that I am 100% excited about what God is doing here, all right? I want you to also know that I don't have all the answers right now, but I am 100% confident that God is moving and we're going to continue to follow him. And I'm asking you that while I'm here in the midst of you, right, I'm asking you to follow me, right? Not follow me, but follow God, right? Like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, you know, but let's do it the right way. Let's not, let's not build up idols. Let's not, let's not create these lies that are going to, you know, falsify the how. No, no, let's follow him 100%. It's not about what we think is cool and what we, no, let's, let's really make sure we're keeping him first and number one. And let's not put anybody, including me, on a pedestal over him, right? Check everything to the Bible, pray about everything. That's what the word says, all right? And with that being said, listen, I, if, if you have any questions about anything, right, because we've just come out of some heavy stuff over the last, you know, few weeks, 
And we, we're not out of the woods. We still got some ways to go, okay? But I want you to know, God is, he's in control, 100%, all right? Um, I want to ask you as the body Dayton to be in prayer about some things, okay? There are some things that we need, all right? And the main thing is people, right? We need some volunteers for some things, okay? And as we begin to put those out and request for those things, I want you to start praying now. Start praying now so that when those requests come up, you already know. You know what I mean? Like, there's been plenty of times that I've been like, Lord God, what's next? Lord God, show me what's next. Show me what's next. And it's like, hello? Hey, I was wondering if you'd be interested in, and I'm like, mm, let me pray about it. <laughs> and God's like, wow. <laughs> you know, I got later down in life and that happened to me. You know, seriously, it literally, it happened like God woke me up. You know, God woke me up. I'd been in prayer. God woke me up. And I rode over and my wife, I mean, my mom, um, she opens my door. I mean, it was almost just like this. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, it's a new day. Here we go. Like, about to get out of bed. My mom's like, eh, uh, do you want to go with me to a Bible study? And I'm like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? But it was like, and she's like, I, I think it would be good. And I'm like, okay. So I go. And I go to this thing, and we listen, and everything's going well. And the, per the speaker is talking about some stuff that's just got my spirit jumping over and over. And I'm like, man, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then after, they pull me aside, and they're like, hey, God just, as I was speaking, he just drew me to you. And I was wondering if you would. And I was like, yes. Yes, I would. And they were like, are you sure you don't want to go pray about it? I was like, no. I seen your website like a week ago. And I didn't know I, listen to what I'm saying. I literally pulled this person's website up a week ago. I had heard nothing about them, didn't know anything about them. Their website doesn't even have their picture on it or, or their name. And I just happened to be here in front of this person. And they're asking me to do something for them. And they're like, I really think you ought to go pray about it. I'm like, you don't understand. I don't need to pray about this. I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. You see what I'm saying? So I'm asking you to be praying about it now. So when you hear this, if God is like, hey, that's you, that you will come and step up and just be willing, okay? And I know that's weird because I'm asking you to, you know, I'm like, sign this blank check for me. Like, <laughs> I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying take the blank check to God and see if you should be signing it. <laughs> no, but there are going to be some changes happening and we're going to need people, all right? And there may, may be some other things we'll need, too. But please, be praying about it now. Please be praying about it now, all right? I love you guys. I'm going to pray. I want to ask you that if there's anybody here that doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior, I'm, I don't, I don't want to make this an embarrassing moment for you. So, you know what? Just for the sake of this, you know, let's go ahead and bow our heads real quick, Okay? If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have not submitted your life to him and, you know, you feel God in this moment, in this day, you know, pulling your heart, saying, let me in. If that's you, will you just look up at me right now? All right. Well, that's good. 
Well, then we'll pray. Lord God, I just come into you right now, Father, and I thank you and I praise you that either the people in this house today, they've come to know you, they're continually getting to know you, building relationship with you, and God seeking you out. And so, Father, if that's the case, Lord God, I pray that you would continue to meet them where they're at, continue to meet their needs, Lord God, continue to draw them in closer to you. Father, continue to allow them to experience relationship with the Father through the Son. Lord God, allow them to continue to experience the power and mystery and wonder of your, of your Spirit living inside of them, leading them, guiding them, speaking to them, restoring them daily. God, I pray right now that each one of us would draw closer to you. And as we draw closer to you, like, like something drawing closer to the sun, Father, I pray that all of our junk, our mess would just begin to disintegrate, that it would begin to burn off, drop off. God, I pray that we would be completely and utterly submitted to you in our life letting go of what you don't want us to have and grabbing a hold of you completely. God, I pray that each one of us would be sold out for you and your calls. God, give us opportunities this week to walk in obedience. Holy Spirit, help us to know. Help us to know that it's you giving us that nudge. Help us to know that it's you that is drawing us in. It's you that is putting us on assignment. Help us to know that. Father, I pray that we would not allow idols to be constructed in our lives. And for the idols that we have already constructed, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, they would be deconstructed. They would be destroyed out of our lives. That we would take steps toward that so that we could be free to worship you and only you. That we would put you on a pedestal in our lives and no one else. God, lead us, guide us, direct us. In every area of our lives, we pray today in the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for Facebook for joining us and everyone else. We love you. And we will see you tonight. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, the body's got talent. That would be you. So bring all your little abilities and gifts and share them with us tonight. I heard Blaine's going to. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Love you guys. God bless you.